0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام الأتمان الأكملان على خير خلق الله أجمعين وعلى آله وصحبه ومن سار على سبيله ومن اهتدى بهديه وتحلى بصفاته إلى يوم الدين أما بعد فقد قال تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون صدق الله العظيم وقد قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يأتي على الناس زمان الصابر فيهم على دينه كالقابض على الجمر او كما قال عليه الصلاه والسلام respected honorable elders and beloved brothers in Islam from the hadith of رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ilan that as this Ummah will be, will come closer to the day of Qayyamah and towards the end of time, it will become extremely difficult, extremely challenging for a person to remain steadfast and perseverant upon the deen of Allah. Different avenues will come into existence, different isms will be created. It will be said to a person, this is for your happiness, that is for your success. This is for the betterment and the benefit of you and your family, but ultimately these will only lead to complete ruin, destruction of his iman, his dunya and his akhirah. How close you and I are to the end of time in the era of Dajjal, neither I know nor do you know. But this much has been made crystal clear in the ahadith, the further the ummah will move from the golden era of Islam, what was known as Khayrul Qurun, the time of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi and his companions, and the closer the Ummah will move to the Day of Qiyamah and the end of time, the more difficult and intense will the challenges become. What has been likened to in the Hadith, al Jamr, like a person holding onto a burning piece of coal. wa Yumsi In the morning, a person will be regarded as a man of Iman of Islam. But by nightfall, he would have done some action or uttered some statement that has taken him out of the fold of Islam. When a person goes to bed at night, he'll be regarded as a person of Iman and Islam. But before daybreak, all traces of Iman will have been removed from his heart. At times when a person looks at the picture that has been painted, it is easy to fall into a state of doom and gloom, of complete despondency. The believer says to himself that my task is no longer improbable, now it is impossible. Where will I find the strength to hold on to and secure my iman in today's time? And at this juncture, respected brothers and elders, it is extremely important that as reciters of Kalima, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah, we understand that above every challenge and difficulty is Allah Rabbul Izzah Himself. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ اللَّهُ عَلِيمًا حَكِيمًا Nothing takes place in the skies and the earth. There is no challenge, no difficulty, no trial or tribulation that any person is put into. Except that it is contained within the wisdom, the knowledge and the hikmat of Allah. And Allah has a system in this world. When it came to the ummah of Nabi Nuh a.s, the threat was there against their iman. And Allah created what was called Safinat Nuh, the ark of Nabi Nuh a.s. The promise was those who will board the ark, Their lives will be saved, their iman will be preserved On the contrary, those who will refuse to board the ark For whatever reason it may have been Some due to pride, some due to arrogance Some due to laziness, some due to ignorance But those who would refuse to board the ark Then regardless of their other achievements Ultimately their life in this world And more so in the hereafter Will be regarded as a life of destruction, of failure in the same way, Allah Rabbul Izzah's system continues throughout time. And in every era, every period of time, Allah will create the Ark of Nabi Nuh A.S., which is his deen and his sharia. The promise, much like it was to the Ummah of Nabi Nuh, that person who will bought the Ark, he will abide by the commands of Allah, he will abstain from his prohibitions, then his life in this world and more so in the hereafter will be regarded as a successful life. But that person who will refuse to abide by the commands of Allah, he will not hold dear and sacred to him the prohibitions of Allah. Then regardless of his achievements in this world, regardless of his bank balance, regardless of the letters and titles on either side of his name, but ultimately his life in this world and the hereafter will be regarded as a life of complete failure. Ulama have explained and perhaps something that we can understand and relate to in our country. Many a times there are people who leave their hometown and they migrate to another country looking for better opportunities. And generally, Ulema explained that there are two types of people in this regard. The first person leaves home. He leaves behind his wife and his family. And in his adopted country, he finds a stable job, steady income. But his primary goal and objective is to lead a comfortable and luxurious life in his new country. Whatever he earns, he immediately spends. At times he spends that which he himself does not even have. What is the end result of such a person when he reaches old age? And now people are saying to him, it is time to retire. It is impossible for him to retire. If he has to go back home, he has no investments, nothing to go back to. And then you have the person who the Hadith Sharif calls al kayyis the intelligent person. That person who leaves his hometown, he also finds a stable job and steady income. But unlike the first person, his primary concern is to save whatever he earns. Whenever he has an opportunity, he sends something back for his family and friends. He does not mind going through a little bit of difficulty in his current situation. But the end result of this person, when he reaches the age of retirement, his property is freehold. His vehicles are freehold, he has investments that he has set up. And now he is able to enjoy the, year, the the fruits of his years of hard work. In the same way, ulama explained when it comes to the mu'min, the believer in this world. Much like those two people, to earn the money was not a challenge. The challenge was to preserve and to keep that money for a time of need. In the same way, when it comes to our situation, respected brothers and elders, for us to do good a'mal is not difficult. A person will find in every masjid five or six ulama who are prepared to teach him the deen of Allah. In a matter of a few moments, a person is able to do an EFT to some drought-stricken country. Ten boreholes have been dug in his name. But the challenge is to preserve and secure these a'mal till the and till the akhirah. And therefore when we look into the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, we find that there have been four actions that have been mentioned that are so fatal and destructive that despite a person leading his entire life in the obedience of Allah despite that person making every effort to uphold and abide by the commands of Allah when he reaches the day of Qiyamah and he stands in the court of Allah he will find absolutely nothing waiting for him. The hadith of Thawban, the freed slave of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, La ulfiyanna aqwaman min ummati yatuna yom al-qiyamah Bihasanatin amthali jibali tihamata baydah. Nabi alayhi salam addresses the Sahaba. He says, On the day of Qiyamah, there will be a group from my ummah. They will come into the court of Allah with mountains and mountains of good deeds. What was likened to the white mountains of the tihamah region of Mecca Mukarramah, with one command, Allah will turn those those mountains into dust. In other words, there will be no reward, no recompense for him. Then Nabi Alayhi salam explained, أَمَا إِنَّهُمْ إِخْوَانُكُمْ وَمِنْ O my sahaba, these people are just like you. They look like you, they talk like you, they dress like you. To this extent, وَيَأْخُذُونَ مِنَ اللَّيْلِ كَمَا تَأْخُذُونَ they wake up in the dead of night for tahajjud, salat. like you. What is the crime that they are guilty of having committed? O oh, my sahaba, listen and understand carefully. What was the crime that they were guilty of committing? When they were away from prying eyes, when they were in privacy and there was an opportunity to break the command of Allah. When nobody would have come to know of what they did, they were away from the prying eyes of family and friends. Perhaps it was on a holiday, perhaps it was some foreign destination. Perhaps it was some business deal that nobody would have come to know about. But there was an opportunity to break and violate the command of Allah without a second thought. They broke the command of Allah. In other words, in public they portrayed one face, but in privacy it was something else altogether. Respected brother, I the first to question myself. But in the masjid, it is very easy for my dressing to be content. Rasul from me. What is the condition of my dressing when I am on holiday? In the month of Ramadan, it is very easy for my speech to be sweet and palatable. When I am in the company of seniors and those who can take me to task. But what is the condition of my speech when I am with my subordinates, my wife, my children, my employees? When that employee does not do the task that I had assigned to him, then what is the condition of my conversation and my speech with him? When there was an opportunity to violate the command of Allah in privacy, without a second thought they broke the command of Allah. What is the result? An entire lifetime of good deeds gone to waste. Then Nabi Alayhi spoke to Sahaba and this had many times before. When he asks them Manil Muflis, tell me, O oh my companions, who do you regard to be a bankrupt person? The answer comes much like the answer you and I will give Mallah That person who has no gold and silver, his bank balance is zero. Perhaps he doesn't have a house to call his own or a vehicle to call his own. Nabi alayhi salam corrects this. He says, Who is the bankrupt person? That person, much like the first who will come on the day of Qiyamah in الجبال, with mountains and mountains of good deeds. But despite him fulfilling his responsibilities to Allah, when it came to the rights and responsibilities that he owed to his fellow human beings, there he was not concerned with upholding their rights. He violated their integrity and honor. He spoke ill about somebody, he slandered somebody. Because he didn't like someone, he spread rumors about him. He didn't verify information before speaking and spreading. مِنْ حَسَنَاتِهِ وَهَذَا مِنْ حَسَنَاتِهِ Nabi Alayhi Salaam depicts the scene on the day of Qiyamah. This person is standing in the court of Allah. He has mountains of good a'mal. An entire lifetime of salah, of zakat, of charity, of fasting in the month of Ramadan. And one by one, these claimants walk into the court of Allah and slowly but surely begin to eat up at that mountain of good deeds. Much like the first person, the result that entire mountain is depleted in a short space of time. Despite him having upheld and fulfilled the responsibilities that he had to Allah, but he was not concerned with the responsibilities of his fellow human beings. Thirdly, Nabi A.S. spoke about a spiritual melody. And really, this is something that each and every one of us has to look into our hearts. And question ourselves, am I suffering from this or not? Where he said, Jealousy and envy. A person sees somebody else progressing. Somebody else coming up in life, and the question comes into my heart: Why is his business booming? Why is he prospering? Why have his children done so well? Why did he change his car twice in the last two years? I am unable to see anybody progress in life. I am unable to see anybody reach success. alhasanat, <laughs> kama alhatab. Nabi said. Jealousy and envy will consume a person's good deeds Like fire will consume firewood At times that log of wood just needs to be placed over the fire It does not need to even be in direct contact with the flame But that entire log of wood is eaten up in a short space of time In the same way that person whose heart was not clean He had ill feelings towards others He was jealous and envious of others. He could not see anybody else rise above him. He also will find an entire lifetime of good deeds is gone to waste. And finally, the fourth, and perhaps the most stealthy and silent killer of all, when Nabi alayhi salam cautioned the Sahaba, إِنَّ الْعَبْدَ لَيَتَكَلَّمُ بِالْكَلِمَةِ مِنْ سَخَطِ اللَّهِ That at times a person will utter a statement that displeases Allah. La yulki laha bala. He will not give the statement a second thought. It will be something trivial, something light for him. The comment will leave his lips, and he won't think twice. But the result, it has to this extent, yahwi biha fi nari jahannam. Despite an entire life of obedience to Allah, he will be dropped into the depths of the fire of Jahannam. Why? Because perhaps this comment has taken him out of the fold of Islam. Perhaps he has expressed displeasure with some of the commands of Allah. Perhaps he has expressed dislike at some of the noble sunnats of Rasulullah وسلم. He will find much like the others, an entire lifetime of good deeds goes to waste. Four actions Nabi wasallam, mentioned and I asked myself, are these things found in my life or not? The month of Ramadan is fast approaching. It should not be that an entire lifetime of effort Waking up in the early hours of the morning and coming to the masjid, the person was known as a as a musalli in the first sakh. When it came to his charitable contributions that he made, nobody could beat him. He was the most polite and kind person. When it came to the responsibilities that he had to Allah, he was unmatched. But one of these four actions were found in his life. It should not be ulama give the example somebody is living on a journey. And before he goes, he asks his son to bring a CD from the house and put it into the car. On the cover of that CD there is a picture of Makkah Mukarrama, The entire Quran on one CD with his favorite reciter. And as he starts the journey and he presses the play button, he finds that there is nothing playing on that CD. And then he realized, I have been deceived, the city is blank. In the same way, it should not be that I have the picture of Islam on me. Outwardly, I look like a law-abiding citizen of Allah and his deen. But what is within my heart is something else altogether. It should not be that I come in front of Allah on the day of Qiyamah and I have this regret. Why did I not take care when it came to these actions? That I have now thrown away an entire lifetime of effort and sacrifice. But at the same time, respected brothers and elders, Allah reward the ulama they have explained to us. That the solution to every problem lies in the deen of Allah. What can a person do to to preserve and to safeguard his a'mal? To ensure that his entire life of effort does not go to waste? Ulama say three simple solutions. We find throughout the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the theme of gratitude and appreciation. Every step of the way he would encourage the sahaba radiallahu anhu, Thank Allah for the bounty of Islam and Iman. At times we will tell our children make shukar. Don't you see the person standing on the side of the road? He doesn't have a roof over his head or any food to eat. And then we will say Alhamdulillah Allah has blessed us with a home with food to eat. But Nabi عليه would instruct sahaba Be grateful to Allah for the Imani bounties that he has given you. Alhamdulillah لله على نعمة الإسلام، الحمد لله الذي هدانا لهذا، وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدان الله. All praise is due to Allah who guided us towards iman in Islam. Even when it comes to something as simple as consuming food، Alhamdulillah, لله الذي أطعمنا وسقانا. All praise is due to Allah who has given us food to eat and water to drink، and then He would remind Sahaba، don't forget the bounty that trumps all bounties، وجعلنا مسلمين. Praise is due to Allah appreciation is shown to Allah that he has gifted us with the bounty of iman and islam ulama explained that person who will express appreciation and gratitude to Allah for his iman and for the opportunity to do whatever amali he has done in his life it is inconceivable that Allah will cause these bounties to come to an end secondly we find throughout the life of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he would sit down to make dua one was dua for the ummah, one was dua for his personal condition And together with that was dua for the preservation and protection of his iman and his a'mad The Tabi'in would say every sahabi we would meet would express that concern And he would raise his hands up in the dead of night and ask Allah to grant him death on iman How many a times a person raises his hands before Allah but what is the dua for? Perhaps business was slow this month. Perhaps my son or my daughter is getting married. Now I want to ask Allah for barakah and blessings. And of course these du'as we should be making. But what about the du'a for our iman, for our Islam? It should not be that my entire life I live as a Muslim, as a mu'min. And then sabakahu al-qadr. Right at the end something happens, some statement, some action. Some situation a person is put into Allah Protect and save each and every one of us And something happens to snatch that Iman away from his heart One is appreciation to Allah Thereafter dua to Allah for the preservation of Iman And finally And this is something that perhaps Is generally only mentioned to the youth We find every youth program The team will be good company The father will tell The imam of the masjid make du'a, why don't you advise my son that he must keep good company? Understand respected brothers and elders, just as we want the preservation and the security of the iman of our children, and we understand the need for them to be in good company, that applies to you and I equally. Ulama give the example on a hot summer's day. If a cold glass of water is left outside in direct contact of the sunlight, Then give it a few minutes and see how the temperature changes. If that water wishes to remain cool and the person wants to have a cold drink to enjoy at the end of the day, then he will have to put that glass of water in the company of the fridge or the freezer. Then he will find in a few minutes, a short space of time, what was just room temperature, now is frozen. In the month of Ramadan, the Adhan of Maghrib is called, now he enjoys as he takes that sip of water, Alhamdulillah. In the same way, if we keep ourselves in bad company, then despite an entire lifetime of good deeds, despite a person making an effort, he will find he will be dragged away from whatever good he is doing. And it will become that much easier for him to slip into the disobedience of Allah. But that person who will keep himself in good company, he will remain in the company of the masjid, The ulama who are in the masjid Pious people visit the town He will make an effort to ensure That he attends the gatherings that take place Where the deen of Allah is being discussed And spoken about Then he will find where previously He did not have motivation Now he wants to do good deeds Now he is worried about the preservation of his iman Remember respected brothers and elders When a person leaves this world. When the doctor signs the death certificate and he is taken to the graveyard, there will be three things that will come with him. His wealth, his family and his actions. But the moment his body is placed into the ground and the sand is thrown on top of him, his wealth and his family will return home. The car that he drove yesterday will be driven by somebody else. The wife whose hand he held yesterday will be held by somebody else. The short keys that he prided himself on carrying will be carried by somebody else. His property will be taken over, his investments will be turned over into somebody else's name. The only thing that will remain with him for companionship, for comfort, for solace, for protection, will be his Iman and his A'mal. This is the investment. Ulama say that person who will leave this world and he leaves behind his children, Perhaps his sons and daughters will get together and together dig a borehole for their father. But in his lifetime, he could have done five times that amount. Why wait till I leave this world? What is the mindset thereafter? Who is in need? Who does for me? Who doesn't do for me? While I am living, while I have that opportunity, I should not let it go to waste. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa would continuously remind sahaba, our maqsood, our objective, our goal In the life of this world is to end it The life of this world is temporary But a temporary fleeting journey Just a few minutes Like the traveler who takes rest under the shade of the tree And after he rests, he wakes up and he moves on The ruh and the soul also has an onward journey Allah created us in Alamul Arwah and perhaps for thousands of years we were there. And the Ruh will also go ahead to the Akhirat and there that life will not come to an end. The life in this world is a short span of time. 70, 80 years Allah has given us this opportunity. It is up to you and I whether we make it or we break it. The poet says in Arabic and we'll end on this. Oh foolish person, you claim to want salvation. You want the bounties of Jannah that have been promised to you in the hadith. You want the comfort in your qabr when you leave this world. You want to be recognized as obedient slave of Allah Rabbul Izzah. But why is it that you do not tread the path of salvation and success? And then he sounds a warning, Remember, for a ship to reach its destination, it cannot sail on dry land. May Allah give us tawfiq wa akhiru dawana. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah.